Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dancing! Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. by Mitchek on the defensive end. Beerman pushes up to Blocklinger, wide open under the bucket, and a beautiful pass. And Blocklinger lays it in, but that was all on the dish from Haley Beerman, and a timeout, Erica Felker. Rumblock throws it in. Now Cura left alone to the bucket, reverse dunk! The backdoor flush for Lincoln Cure. he's got eight. Oh, Beerman, reversal to the near side to Sister Haley, down low, Blocklinger under the bucket, wide open, missed the bunny. Rebound, Mitchek falling away, puts it in off the window. Manny Gonzalez with the rebound. Manny pushing it to Brumbaugh. Heat check, three left wing, boom! 21 points for Brumbaugh, and the Cowboys with their largest lead of 10, 57-47. It was a fun night. What can I say, a fun night. Capping what was uh, the final game of the 2023 sports season. Uh, at this point in time, no matter what sport it was, uh, it was a fun night inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse last night. Good morning, Ross Volkmer. Christian Peck Dimmitt with here on a Wednesday, December the 20th, five days away from Christmas, which I want to remind folks once again, you are not going to want to miss tomorrow's show and especially <laughs> Friday's show. We are going to be having some really good stuff happening. Um, riveting. riveting uh, yes, stuff. yes. Uh, it's going to be so good. We are going to be... Tomorrow we will be in our we'll be doing a power five. Okay, so let's just start with this. Today, <laughs> NFL Power Five. We have NFL Power Five today. We will also touch on some college football recruiting early. National signing day uh, is going on currently right now. So we'll get you an update for Kansas. Kansas State. We'll do that at the back end of the show. We will talk high school basketball from last night. Uh, wins for Colby, wins for Goodland, wins for other area teams as well. We'll get to those thoughts here in just a matter of moments. That's today's show. Tomorrow. We will come up with something in the first segment. I'm not for sure what yet. It, the, today is very slow in the sports world. I don't know if anybody else has taken a peek at that. Pretty slow uh, in the sports world today. So we'll 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 catch up. We'll get that. But we will tomorrow have our Christmas movie power five. We will rank our top five Christmas movies to help get you in the holiday spirit. And then the if most you're important list that we have ever done, I think. Yeah, uh, may I don't know. I think Friday is going to be even more important because it will be I our top know. five Christmas songs with music and oh it's going to be so good <laughs> so if you're not feeling the holiday spirit by the time we're done with you on friday i can't help you i cannot help you so we look forward to tomorrow when friday shows we're going to be doing plenty of christmas stuff uh here on the morning blitz so anyway christian as he's told me this morning is about 49 percent with us he got back late <laughs> last night the old man Crawled into, got into Colby around 11.30. What means he got into bed at what, midnight roughly, local time? Uh, a little past midnight, yeah. So it's it's a two-hour trip, so I had to get some some food in me once I got home as well, uh, which it, you, it You're telling sad. me you drove home yeah. and then ate at 11.30 at night? Yeah, yeah. What did you have? Uh, 
I had some kind of homemade chicken tiki masala. I said I was cooking yesterday. Oh, that's right. Lying. So leftovers is pretty much what you're saying. Yeah, I figured I'd make a bunch yesterday because I was going to be uh, out of Colby for, for the large majority of, of today or yesterday. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. I don't think I've ever had that fancy word, chicken tahiti masala. Is that tiki what it, masala, really? Never had it. It's, uh, Couldn't even know what it's it is. It's just like chicken an something. Indian type thing, it's, or it's an Indian dish, but it's um, a great. It, the sauce makes it really. But chicken thighs, uh, cutting the chunks with with sauce, it's great. It's very good. Well, I've never had it, so I can't judge it. So I'm not going to judge it. I tell my kids all. <laughs> I tell my kids all the time. You've never had it. You don't know if it's good yeah, or not. So you just have to wait. So. Anyway, I'll have to try that sometime. Uh, but Christian is with us this morning. We're raring to go on a Wednesday uh, here on the Morning Blitz. Uh, let's let's dive into high school basketball uh, real quickly. Oh, by the way, if you want to be a part of our show, you can hit us up on the text line, the number 785-899-2222. The text line always open uh, for thoughts, comments, questions, whatever it may be. Also want to highlight the weather today. Overcast expected to be today. High of 55. In fact, temperatures 50 through Saturday before a drop down on Sunday. Uh, for 42 and then it's going to feel like christmas on monday maybe not snow wise but temperature wise 35 that'll make it feel like uh that'll make it feel like christmas a little bit cooler temperatures on sunday uh and then it'll, it'll definitely feel like western kansas christmas because there's gonna be wind blowing <laughs> so you know, yeah, that's true <laughs> that will certainly make it feel like western kansas christmas christmas so anyway want to get into high school basketball from last night and other local sports actually i'll hit wrestling first there was one result i dug up on wrestling st francis boys defeated oakley 51 24 in a duel last night um that was part of the big night there up at st francis with senior night so the indians get a win at home uh some high school basketball results last night we'll start with the ladies hoxie remains perfect uh they're number four in 2a in the most recent rankings they beat hayes tmp 50 29 on the road Oakley gets the best of Decatur Community, 40-31. Oakley off to a quiet, good start this year on the girls' side. Quinter, they blasted Hill City, 66-16. Golden Plains won over Tri-Plains Brewster, 50-41. And Shiland with a 47-30 victory, taking down Tri-Plains Brewster last night. Uh, boys area scores. Hoxie, they lose at Hayes TMP, 54-45. Oakley, first win of the season for the Plains when they beat Decatur Community, 58-48. Quinter, handing Hill City their first loss of the year. Big-time win for the Quinter Bulldogs, beating the ringnecks of Hill City, 50-44. to uh, Golden Plains gets the edge on St. Francis, 49-44. Big win there for the Bulldogs. And then Shylin uh, ran away from Triplanes Brewster, 89-32. Um, yeah, so there you go. Some regional scores from last night. Of course, Goodland and Colby were both in action. Colby on the road at Russell. And I think going into the game, at least I did, Christian, I don't know about you, I thought Colby stood a good chance of picking up two wins against a couple of Russell teams, a girls team that's struggling right now, and then a boys team that's very, very young. Uh, and Colby took care of business, winning pretty convincingly in both contests. Yeah, you. I don't know how much stock, you know, the Eagles looked good, both squads, aside from a very slow start for the Lady Eagles. That was maybe the ugliest quarter uh, of basketball I've seen them play. Uh, frankly, though, it was because of their defense. Uh, I've said this all season long for both teams, really. Because of their defense, it was never ugly on the scoreboard. It was just a little ugly to watch out of the gate. But, yeah, you, you don't know how much stock to put into this just because uh, Russell, the Broncos are are struggling. Both the girls and the boys down in Russell have one win apiece. 
They are now at four games losing streak uh, for each of them. And so, hey, a nice way to to recalibrate and get a nice win and, and feel good about uh, big 20-plus point wins for both the Lady Eagles and the boys team to end their 2023 calendar year. Uh, but that being said, hey, it was a little bit of a lesser competition, but at the same time, yeah, you got you got a chance to get some some JV Eagles in both games, some minutes in. Some of them even scored a couple of boys JV players got on in the score sheet for you, so that was nice to see. Uh, but yeah, good good way to look good, and and both the Lady Eagles in their first in the first game of the doubleheader, and the boys after them had just a dominant quarter to really put it away. Uh, for the girls, it was the third quarter. They outscored the Broncos in the third, 16-2. to two, And they were about 90 seconds away from blanking them in the quarter. Uh, the boys' team was pretty close to doing the same. I think it was two minutes from bl almost blanking them in a quarter. And then they got two quick buckets. It was 14-4 to four in the second quarter. And that game was essentially done. Uh, at half, but everybody really looked good. Shaylee Holzmeister led the Lady Eagles in scoring in back-to-back -back games. Now, I believe that's three straight games uh, with double-figure scoring for her. She had 13, eight in the third as part of that big run to put it away. And for the guys, Guy Tubbs led everybody with 21 points. He, like Ross uh, predicted, was just better than anyone and everyone they put on him. It was quite literally they had to foul him to stop him. He shot 12 free throws last night. Uh, and then Braden Foss with 13 and Jordan Jones with 11 joined him in double figures. Yeah, I just I thought going into last night that it would be a dominant performance from Colby on both sides, boys and girls. Um, and that has nothing to take away from Russell. Um, but when you're facing some teams that are still trying to find their footing, you can do that, especially when you are a team like Colby that's going to have some uh, has some good players and had some good success. So uh, a couple of nice wins. Um, and I'll ask this question to you, and then I'll try and answer it the best I can. I think uh, for Colby, there's seven games in, right? Six, seven games in? Yes, yeah, seven, yeah. So when you break down the schedule, that's about a third of the season that you've played at this point in time. What are your thoughts a third of the way through the season on – how the season has looked as a whole for both teams and your expectations to an extent looking ahead. We'll start with the girls because I keep saying this and I don't mean to phrase it like this to take anything away from what they've done because they've been dominant and they've looked really, really good outside of, of course, that loss uh, to Goodland in the championship at the top side, which is their one loss. They've won four straight since then. They are so incredible, and they've done it mostly with defense. The offense has come in spurts and big spurts uh, in addition to that. But it's a little bit more expected. You return your whole starting lineup, and even now you have no seniors uh, in the rotation. Lots of youth, but at the same time, lots of experience. They've handled these situations. Most of these girls uh, have been starting since they were freshmen, and they've been playing in close games and winning those games since they were freshmen. So nothing new for the Lady Eagles. 
a great, great start to their year. They're 6-1. and one. Uh, But it is, in my mind, a little bit more expected. I kind of went into this year expecting big things from them. Uh, a couple have taken really big steps forward. Shaley Holzmeister has been, uh, I think, the most pleasant surprise for them, especially as of late. We, we've talked about uh, how well she's done putting the ball in the hoop in the last few games, but she has always provided that impact defensively. That reach she has, it feels like if a ball is being passed, she's got a hand on it. Uh, Yancey tracks ball touches defensively, and her and Elizabeth Barton are head and shoulders uh, above. And, and there are plenty of other Lady Eagles that get lots of ball touches, but the way they do it defensively, they force a ton of turnovers. They make it super tough. And unlike what Elizabeth has done at points throughout uh, this year, Shaley does it mostly by staying out of foul trouble. Uh, Elizabeth does that well also, but she has had some, some moments uh, especially in the top side, and then again last night where she gets into foul trouble, getting a little bit over-aggressive, trying to grab steals. Uh, but a good segue into Miss Barton, who has taken a huge step forward uh, this year, which is saying something because she was a second-teamer last year, and she's averaging, I think, just shy of 20 uh, this year, and she's looked very, very good forcing the issue offensively at points she's been all of the lady eagles offense not to take anything away from uh other colby players but but she's been excellent and a six and one start is kind of where i had them slated it, it matches pretty well with expectations they've looked very very good and they end 2023 with a four game winning streak including three straight uh road games and yeah, for yeah, the yeah, that's a that's a good point. You mentioned how they've won a lot on the road, and you know the Stratton game was big because they're a good team in Colorado, and they've played a lot of teams with winning records um, and have gotten wins. So that's got to have the confidence high for Yancey Walker's crew going forward. I would think. Absolutely, I, I would think so. I mean, it's they. He mentioned to them prior to this game that hey, remember we started 2023 actually the same way they're going to start 2024 uh, playing against Hoxie, and they got a big win in Hoxie uh, to start their calendar year, and he said, hey, let's end the calendar year with a win as well, and they did that, and that's got to give them a, a great little bit of momentum, and we've talked so much about the, the quality of their opponents uh, many have been multiple games over 500, which is saying something this early in the year. And they, they've won multiple close games as well. Stratton came down to the buzzer. Shaley put one in uh, with 16 seconds left to win it. She had an and one. And then in Scott City, very close as well. I think the final score was seven points, but with a couple minutes left, it was you know one possession back and forth. And Elizabeth Barton came up huge in that one. Uh, but the, the boys, I think, were, to me, more surprising and certainly a pleasant surprise. Uh, Tom Stevens is working with one returning starter from a year ago. Granted, he does have other role players, guys that, that played well for, for Colby off the bench last year. But to, to have such a low learning curve and to have hit the ground running the way they have. Since losing to Lakin to open the year, uh, they are 5-1 in, 
and they are five and two overall of course they've looked pretty good doing it outside of that scott city game and it's been all intensity in on the defensive end because there have been moments and stretches longer than maybe colby fans would like to admit where the offense has not come along for colby but the defense has kept them in ball games with much like the lady eagles very difficult competition and they've been able to win close games like overtime and stratton uh, that stand out to me uh, which is especially big for a young team jordan jones is taking step forward he's their most dynamic player offensively and guy tubs is guy tubs that kid's an athletic freak uh gotta give a shout out though to to Braden foss and case and carroll uh like many of their eagle teammates i think if you told them that hey you heard a rumor about a loose ball two counties over they'd probably dive for it <laughs> these kids uh are willing to get horizontal to to hit the hardwood and uh they Neither of them, uh, Carol in particular, don't really give you a ton offensively. Braden Foss has certainly come along in that department, which is big. But their impact everywhere else on the floor is is big for Coach Stevens. I, I guess I was, I'm not surprised how Colby has played despite the lack of experience. Um, I just figured that Coach Stevens, with all the experience that he has, I don't even know how many years of experience, I'm guessing... 40 years, it's got to be close. Of co and, I'm, and it's basketball at the collegiate level, the high school basketball, it's girls, it's boys. When, when you have all that experience and you've, you've dealt with so many different roster types and so many different athletes, you just you kind of know. You can look at a team and say, yeah, we can do this with that person and this with that <laughs> person, and we can make it work. We may not be good here. We can be better here. That'll help, that'll help alleviate the problems that we have here. I guess that's what I, I saw on Colby. I, I don't know if the Colby boys are going to, when the season is all done, if their record is going to look spectacular. Um, but I think it will be a, a very respectable record. All things considered, they lost, in my opinion, the best player in, in Northwest Kansas last year in, in, uh, in Hunter Vaughn, in my opinion. He was the best player. And they're still finding ways to be successful. And I give a credit to their guys and to, their, and to Coach Stevens for uh, you know having all that experience and looking at everything and saying, hey, you know what? If we do this and we do that, we can find ways to win. We can still be a good team. So we'll see. They're going to get into, you know, there's going to be some tougher games coming down the road for for everybody. Um, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, my thoughts on Goodland real quickly. Last night, they they beat Scott City. They sweep them. Cowgirls win 50-33. Cowboys win 64-57. Cowgirls were, I, I thought going into the game, I asked Bill Beerman about this pregame. I said, do you feel like there's going to be like a, do you think they're going to play with a little extra oomph because of what happened to Holcomb? You know, didn't they weren't at full strength and got beat. And he kind of said, I, "I think so," and I kind of felt that way. And they did. They they played they played so hard last night. They were it was a game where like that's not who we were against Holcomb, folks. It wasn't. They caught us on a night when we were feeling terrible. This is the night where we're feeling better, and we're going to show you. They shut down Erica Felker, held her to two points. That's the thing that Goodland has done so good this year is they have taken the top scorer out of the teams that they've played, for the most part, minus the Holcomb game. When they're healthy, they've taken the top scorer out of their game. Elizabeth Barton fouled out or struggled with fouls all game long. Erica Felker couldn't get going offensively. Had no flow. Credit to Reagan Trout, who was very good down low, and Scott City showed the ability to rebound the basketball pretty well, but Goodland still beat them on the glass. Goodland outworked them down low, and the Cowgirls, with, that, with, with the work they're putting on defense, which still has to get better, according to Bill Beerman, and that's fine, 
They got to get better for fighting for all four quarters on defense. They have to get. Uh, they, they are a really good rebounding team. They're really good effort players inside, and they're starting to with the season getting to the flow. They're starting to develop a three point shot, and that's going to take this team a whole nother level up. I didn't know who was going to make threes for them this year, but we're seeing Ali Cure. Marie Martin go out there and knock in threes, which are threes that I don't think people expected that they would hit. Hopefully you get one every night. That'd be great. But the Cowgirls are knocking down some threes, and that's going to open up the doors for this team, in my opinion. If you have the ability to hit the three-point shot and you have that threat, teams are going to have to come away from the bucket, allowing girls like Haley Blocklinger, who, by the way, had a double-double last night, first career, 10 points, 11 boards. Haley Block working hard down there. Jackson Mitchell had 29 uh, they played great last night against Scott City. They were great defensively, as they need to be every single night, and they turned that into good offense. Haley Behrman, tip of the cap to her. How good she was last night passing the basketball. She was seeing the floor so great. It was like watching Madden 2007 with that with that uh, flashlight thing. Do you know what I'm talking about, Christian? You probably don't have an idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do, actually. The flashlight I, I, vision. It was not straightforward. It was wide open. It was like Peyton Manning out there. You could see the whole field. She saw the whole floor. She had some amazing passes, including one that was a big, long, kind of a baseball bounce pass up to uh, up to Jackson Menchek, who laid it in in transition. That's how the Cowgirls got to win. They got to play great defense, and they got to score in transition, but they are getting better in the half-court set which is going to make them more and more dangerous. But their defense is going to carry them this year. It just it will. And, uh, you know, because the defense requires a lot of energy and effort, and when you're sick, you just don't have that, understandably so, that's how they got beat. But uh, I expect the, the Cowgirls to to play very, very well. And, and they've got some interesting games coming up here. Um, you know, after Cimarron, you've got Hoxie, which is a 2A number 4-ranked team unbeaten. That will be, a, and it's in Hoxie. That will be a really interesting basketball game. That's going to be a tough place to play. It'll be loud, and you will not have the home crowd behind you. And hockey's a really good program. I'm fascinated to see that game. I think it's January 9th is when that game is. Mark it on your calendars. That's going to be a big one. How does Goodland look against a really good hockey team? And there's going to be other great games coming up. You know, They have Colby again in the regular season. Um, they, have Hol- they have Holcomb again. And I guarantee that's already circled on the calendar. I can guarantee that. Um and there's lots of big games, but you know, they through the first, in Goodland's case, six games this year. Through the first six games, they have they have looked just as good as I thought they possibly could, maybe even a little bit better. I know they lost a game in there, but at the same time, when you're not feeling great and you're a team that relies on defense and energy and effort, uh, that's that's a hard thing to overcome. Uh, so Cowgirls with a nice win over Scott City last night, 50-33. Cowboys, 64-57 over Scott City. They beat the Beavers three times in a row. This is an it's an amazing run for Goodland, considering that they are now, I think, 30-6 and six since 2000 versus Scott City. I mean, the Beavers have owned Goodland, unfortunately, for since the turn of the century. But the Cowboys are turning corners right now in more ways than one. They're they're doing a lot of things very well. They're they are a they are becoming a very complete basketball team. They start out the year, you know, being a team that buries a ton of threes, and it's hard to overcome teams that bury a lot of threes. Although, if you're Scott City, you're probably sick last night. You went 12 of 18 from behind the arc and still lost. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was visiting Coach Dahl. I was visiting with Coach Dahl about that as well, and we both had a good little chuckle about that. You're like, yeah, they hit 12 of 18 threes and uh, still lost. That's it's hard if you're Scott City, which they did. They shot it great. Goodland just, you know. Goodland outworked them down low, and 
Brady Brumbaugh got hot in the fourth. Brady Brumbaugh got hot in the fourth. He had, I think, 18 of his 25 in the fourth quarter. Just got hot. And this Cowboy team has got a plethora of weapons, and they all contribute, and they have a leading score. I, I, I've been blessed the last couple of years to watch two state championship teams, at the girls' level nonetheless, not the boys, but I've had a chance to watch it. And there were things that stood out to me about the Goodland Cowgirls that made them successful. One, they were a great defensive team. Number two, they had a star player. Number three, they seemed they had a they had a point they had a point guard that could bring the ball up and down the floor and 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 do that kind of stuff and, and help find other people. And, and that was that was and they had some and they had size. They had size as well. Gifted size, athletic size. I look at the Cowboys and I see the same exact thing. A point guard that's pretty darn good at Manny Gonzalez. They have a leading scorer in Brennan or in Brady Brumbaugh. Excuse me. Shout out to older brother Brennan, though. Um they have size and athleticism inside with Lincoln Kieran. Blair Lennon played, I think, his best game of the season last night. Five points, a season high, and five rebounds. He was great because Lincoln Kier got in foul trouble. But uh it's a this is a really good this is a really good Goodland basketball team. And I just I hope they continue to play with the with the the fire that they've shown through these first these first six games. They've got Cimarron coming up next, and then Hoxie, and those two teams are are good teams, but they're not great teams. And then there is a game that I would have circled on a calendar, and I'm I'm, I'm I have it circled now. It's Hugoton on the road. Hugoton is one of the best 4A teams. That that that, that place down Hugoton is a long road trip first and foremost, and it's a hard place to play. But that is going to be the ultimate measuring stick game. For the Goodland Cowboys, in my opinion. The ultimate measuring stick game. Where are you? Are you hanging around with them again? Are you able to knock them off at their house? It's the ultimate measuring stick game. And if the Cowboys can can somehow, some way, find a way to win that, this is this is setting up to be a very special season. I mean, I have the highest of expectations for this Cowboy basketball team. They should be able to win a majority of their games. They should be, if, whether it's the Orange and Black Classic... Or, or substate, they should be able to win in the first round of the postseason and, and get deep into tournaments that they play in the rest of the way. They should be that team. They've got all the pieces. They've got all the pieces. If they continue to keep it together between the ears, uh, you know, the world is their oyster, in my opinion, for Goodland Boys basketball. So two great wins last night over Scott City. Jackson Rumford's a dude. Uh, shout out to him. I think he's the best him and Link, I think the two two of the best all around athletes in Northwest Kansas faced off against one another last night. Lincoln Cure is a and I, I, I mean all around athletes. I mean they're both great football players, they're both great basketball players, and they're both great in their spring sports. Lincoln Cure and track, and Jackson Rumford is one of the best three A golfers in the state. So um, it was great to see those athletes go at it last night. I love seeing high level athleticism, which. Lincoln Cure checks all those boxes last night. An alley oop dunk from Brady from Brandon from uh, Brady Brumbaugh, and then the baseline reverse dunk, which was great. That was good to see. You don't see that very often, folks, in high school no. basketball. I hope you're enjoying watching uh, what this young man can do. Uh, he is a floater. I wish I could jump like him. He just <laughs> jumps and he hangs in the air. I was telling my wife last night. He's just watching. He just floats. He jumps in the air. He floats. He grabs the ball. He lays it in. It's all in one smooth motion. It just he makes it look so easy. Uh, it's amazing to see. So anyway, fun night of hoops last night. Really fun. Oh yeah, and a, and a great I, way to cap the the 2023 portion of of this basketball schedule. I know we got to get to a break here, uh, but I'd love to know they're they're undefeated. They're looking great. You just sung their accolades, rightly so. 
Uh, do you have a question mark? I know, I know you said kind of between the ears and, and getting to be, you know, the feeling of being a great team. Do you have a yeah, question mark Yeah, we've talked about that. Cowboys? That's my, that's one is just, can you do it night in and night out? Can you be that team that, you know, we're not going to get beat because we got to continue to prove ourselves every single night, even though we're six and oh, seven or whatever it may be going down the, you know, we got to find a way to prove it. So that's my biggest thing. Cause Goodland hasn't been in that situation a lot across all boys sports. It's just a fact. So how do they handle that? And my other concern is, is big man depth. Um, the Lincoln cure is good and Blair Lennon is good, but they need a little bit more size. Uh, it's unfortunate. I know, I believe I heard that Rhett Eirig was going to come in and play basketball this year at six foot three and great size. And that's just another five fouls, another body that you could have out there to bang with some bigger guys. And he's injured. So he didn't go out this year, understandably. So, so that's hard. So my, my post depth is my concern and, and post ability to finish inside a little bit. The Cowboys have got it. They're, they're really guard oriented and that's fine. They, they, they shoot it well and they drive it decent and all that stuff. But you know, guys trying to finish at the rim, guys got to get a little bit better at that. And that's hopefully that's something they're just going to work on throughout the season. They'll get better. You know, how to be able to take it to the bucket, be able to finish off the window, be able to finish with those little little baby hooks. You know, the cowgirls are not very big and they're good at that. Jackson Mitchek and and Haley Blockling are really good about finishing with their back to the bucket. And the Cowboys want to get paint touches and kick it out to their three point shooters and knock it down. But once again, I just go back to my point. Some nights the threes are just not going to fall. It's going to be a game where it hasn't happened. Can you get to the bucket and attack? Can your can your post players finish at the rim? Uh, with when when you just say we're going to end up here's a bounce pass into the post. We're on the block. Drop step lay up. Drop step hook shot. Uh, you know maybe turn on face the bucket shot fake dribble go up play in. I just want to see a little bit more out of the posts. Um, and that's the only thing. And then like I said, in depth would be great if they end the big man. Uh, but you you can't add a player mid season. They, they got what they got. They just and they got to be smart with that. So. But there's not a lot of question marks. It's it's more about just continue to improve as the season progresses on. So anyway, all right, a super super long first segment. I figured it would be, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll take a break. When we come back. The NFL Power Five is 